Thank you guys for tuning into the Dope Business Experience Podcast. Your boy Frank Nitty. I'm back for another episode, man. I want to say thank you to each other person who's for me and gave me the opportunity to share with you my thoughts and my opinion about what's going on in this crazy world that we got right now. But you know, this is this is gonna be my mini series. You know, as you guys know, I like to do mini series about the shows that I watch. And this show that I'm gonna be talking about is The Shy. Man, we're coming back for season four. If you guys haven't had an opportunity to watch this show, man, please go back, tap in, watch the first three seasons, and then come back and listen to this podcast, man, because I wouldn't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched anything so this is going to be episode one that i'm going to be talking about but before i actually talk about it man you know i want to talk about what's been going on you know we got this vaccine thing that's kind of spread throughout the country we first had it start off in ohio and then all of a sudden it shot over to maryland and new york now california is actually coming on i feel like it's a way to finesse the people to get out there and go get vaccinated of course they're trying to incentivize people by giving them a million dollars lottery type of deal california has just announced that they're going to start doing it of course, Gavin Newsom kind of popped out there and they, the headlines basically saying that California is going to pay up to $116 million in gifts and cash to those who get vaccinated for the COVID-19. But like I said, man, this is just another way to try to incentivize people and finesse people. Where was all this money when people actually needed going through the pandemic, man? Now you guys got all this money on tap trying to get people uh, vaccinated. But where was this money when people had to, you know, these small businesses need these loans? When these people was actually out of work for, you know, months on months on end, you guys weren't cutting the checks. You guys giving a small amount of money, but now you guys want to shoot out a million dollars to people for actually getting a, a shot. Like, what kind of craziness is this? Where's this money coming from? Like, this is all about agenda-based things. They have their own agenda. They're trying to run the numbers up. They're trying to be the state that said, oh, look at me. I got the, my numbers in my state is doing this for COVID vaccine, vaccine shots. You know, these are things that they're going to be running on their campaign for. These are going to be these numbers that they're going to be showing off and showing to each and every, you know, congressperson or whatever people that they talk to to try to get reelected. And these are going to be these things that they're going to be running on for a good while, man. My state did this. My state did that. You know, we gave away this amount of money. We gave away that amount of money. And, you know, of course, people who are in need and, and would like to have you know a, a, a lifting hand they're going to definitely get out there and they're going to go get vaccinated you know not by choice but because they in need of the money like but where was this money when the people actually needed it you guys were holding it tight you're going making people jump through all these hoops sometimes people who even had these businesses they couldn't even get the business loan but now you guys got all this cash on hand you're ready to give out you're ready to help people out but these are all about you know agenda it's agenda-based business and these politicians they're going to do what they're going to do regardless so I'll just break it down real quick with the California is actually doing and how their lottery system is kind of working out. If you already got vaccinated, then you don't have to worry about being registered because you're going to be automatically registered. They're going to put your name in a hat. They're going to do this drawing and you're going to be up to 30 additional awards, you know, $50,000 each for uh, opening in California. So, you know, all the Californians who've actually been vaccinated, you're going to be you know, included into this this uh, this drawing. So the grand prize, you know, they're going to be giving out money for like $50,000 for the winners. If you're under 18, they're going to try to put it in a savings account for you so that you'll be able to, you know, access it after you turn 18. Of course, like 18 is a magical, num magical number for everything, basically. Starting Thursday, the next 2 million people who begin and finish their COVID vaccine series will automatically be eligible for a $50 prepaid gift card, a $50 grocery card. They can be used as supermarkets such as Ralph's, Food for Less, Albertson, Vons, Safeways and other grocery stores. So these are just some of the typical things that they're doing to try to get people vaccinated. Again, I feel like it's a finesse job to try to push people to get vaccinated. Of course, we want to be able to, they're going to fully reopen soon. So they basically want to have a lot of people vaccinated so they can 
they can pump they can pump their hands and, and and toot their own horns like look at me look at our state we've done this we've got this many people vaccinated and so on and so forth so then again you know president biden he's going to be able to you know toot his horn by saying oh we had this many people vaccinated by the fourth of july you know this is what i accomplished so we he can seem like he's doing something in the white house because of course he wants to have his his name in the paper with this big large number next to it about the amount of people who've been vaccinated in the united states under his watch so it's a lot of things going behind it but of course it's everybody's they got their agendas as these politicians they normally do so i just want to talk about that let them know what's going on in california because i am in california based in the bay area so you know these are just some of the things i just want to kind of put you guys out there and put you guys on if you haven't noticed or you haven't read about it or seen it anybody talking about it so just be aware it's coming you know they're going to be Robin and Peter pay Paul is what I say. They're taking the money from here and putting it over there. They're playing the money share game. So they're going to be moving money around, trying to do with these different budgets and trying to get this money out of this this pocketbook and put money over here and take money when it comes in over there and put it back into this fund. So they're going to be moving this money around. We're never going to see it. We're just going to continue to be paying these high taxes going forward to the end of time. But man, I'm going to go ahead and kick this podcast off. Like I say, each and every week, man, grab your lighters, pull up. If you're at the gym, you're in the car, on the train, turn me up. Let's get it. Thank you guys for sticking around to the Dovish Experience Podcast. Your boy, Frank Nitty, I'm back, man. Like I said, I want to talk about The Shy. Season 4 premieres. one of those shows that I've really been watching. I really enjoyed. Season 3 wasn't my favorite season. You know, um, I, I wonder how they were going to kind of react with the two stars that left, you know, la- the last season. Of course, you know, those two stars being, you know, Brandon and Jerrica, they had the nice relationship that was going on, and they had their trial and tribulations throughout their relationship, but that would make the show good. You know, they were both on the come up. They were both struggling. You know, he's trying to get his food truck going, and so they had this issue that happened off camera that kind of led to them leaving the show and they had to figure out how to kind of scramble to figure out how the show was going to go because it was pretty much centered around them and their relationship you know season three was kind of centered around keisha and her, her being kidnapped and you know being being raped by her kidnapper and the kind of lead, end of the season on her kind of getting away from the kidnapper she's being found but also she found out that she was pregnant. She decided she was going to keep the baby. And so we kind of kick off the season four where we kind of have one of those type of uh, scenarios with the movies that kind of show us the end and then they kind of take us back and kind of lead us up and turn, kind of uh, let us know, you know, how they got to that point. You know, those two different TV shows and movies that kind of do those type of things, you know, here and there. And so this was one of those type of things where they kind of kicked it off and they kind of showed us a lot of things that were going to happen. Do that getting shot. You know, you're seeing Keisha having a baby. Then you also see, you know, um, Gemma and and Jake, they actually having a kiss and being seen by Kevin himself. And so it was just a lot of different things that they showed in that preview and then kind of took us back and kind of led us up until how I was going to get there. You know what I mean? So, you know, we kind of see a different situations. And, you know, this show kind of really touches on some of those things. And this 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 season is actually going to be touching on some police brutality. Of course, we've been going through this lately in our culture. You know, we kind of see that what happened between, you know, Jake, uh, Kevin and a police officer and that type of thing happened. And we also see where Keisha is going. You know, I kind of figure out trying to figure out, I've really been trying to figure out who this, who the star of the show is now. You know, last season they kind of had to kind of center around Keisha. But at the same time, you know, Kevin has been the guy who has, you know, more of the screen time, in my opinion. He's the guy that I think they're kind of sending the show around because he's kind of in the middle of everything. 
And so we kind of kicked this show off. We we're trying to show with him and Gemma. They kind of seen their relationship because as we saw last last season, they was kind of getting together and they was just kind of building that new relationship. They was going through their little things as well because Kevin was actually, you know, having to deal with his sister being kidnapped and being missing. And he's kind of, you know, at the new school. He's with Gemma. And now they're seeing this new season. They kind of kick it off with them two there in the bed. They kind of get wake, waking up by lately by alarm clock. You know, because her dad's coming home, he's rushing, you know, he's in, he's trying to get out the house. So he has this, this grandioso idea. Hey, I'm going to jump out the window and put my clothes on. Then I'm going to come knock on the door. But he doesn't know that the dad already knows what's going on. He's watching him on the camera. And so Kevin just kind of plays out, try to figure out like, hey, I'm going to go. I have a plan. Don't worry about it. Hops out the window, puts his clothes on, go around to the front door, ring the doorbell, and come to the door like he's dead or help walk her to school and eat breakfast with them, or whatever the case may be. But the dad already knows because, you know what I'm saying, the pops already know how things are. He's watching them on the camera, but he knows his daughter. He knows what's going on. And as a parent, you know, you, you know how you were when you were a kid. You know, when you had a young girlfriend or boyfriend and you're trying to sneak around. And, of course, he's already aware of that because his daughter's of age, so he's already being aware. And so we also, we move on. We're talking about seeing Keisha and how she's dealing with this pregnancy and what she wants to do because we don't know necessarily what she wants to do with the baby yet. You know, we, we just heard that she wants to keep the baby. But we, now we kind of see that in this new season, what she's going to do with the baby. She's she's intending on trying to get the baby, having the baby and putting the baby up for adoption because I felt, you know, it was going to be like a, a weird situation for her, her having a baby from the person who raped her. You don't know what his genes like. You don't want to have that memory every time you look at the baby. Like, you know, those things had to be running through her head as far as, you know, keeping the baby, the parent, her parent her mom's uh head and everybody else that was around her when she decided to keep the baby and it was just like man it's going to be a very strange situation for her to be able to you know care and love for a child knowing that the father of her child was the person who kidnapped and raped her and had held her captive you know so she decides she's going to put the baby up for adoption and that whole you know that whole uh process is a very tough process for people on the other side and so we kind of see it from uh, from Keisha's perspective of the person who's going to put the baby up for adoption. She wants to put the baby in a situation where she's going to have a mother and a father that's going to love for her and care for her because, she, as she said, she come from a situation where she, her dad and her mom were divorced and she didn't want that to have, happen for her kid. And so she goes to see these, you know, these uh, people that are going to adopt a baby and she can feel the tension in the room with the husband and the wife being Tabitha Brown. If you don't know who Tabitha Brown was, I'm not that familiar with it. I just know that she comes across my timeline and she, my wife told me that she's a very, you know, very uh, positive person and she's been really grinding online. She's been grinding on Facebook and other platforms and she's kind of popped now and she's kind of making her, her debut acting scene in, in the shot. And I really uh, like that because they are paying attention to the people who are doing great things online. They have a good following. And getting these people opportunities because, you know, back in the day, you always had to just go to California. You had to go to L.A. and you had to try to break through there. But now you can break through anywhere. As long as you have a phone, you have Internet connection and you're able to upload and you're able to get a following. And once that following comes with you, you have leverage. And she leveraged that to be able to get onto the show. So I'm really proud of her and just proud of a black woman being able to use her, her, her influence to be able to level up her life. But, you know, back to the show, she is the person in there that's going to be adopting her. You know, she's her husband and uh, her her husband and herself 
they're talking to Keisha. She's in the room with them, and they're having a very tense uh, moment between the, the uh, Tabitha and her husband. And Keisha's sitting there, and Keisha's mom sitting in the room. And then they're they're trying to you know trying to put on a front to Keisha about you know the baby and they how much love they're gonna give the baby. And Keisha telling them what she wants from them. Like she's I want my I want my kid to be in a, a two parent household. I don't want them to become from a divorced family and things like that. And so they kind of go back and forth between you know the husband and and, and, tap, and herself and all of a sudden they say oh let's let's go take this to take this outside and let's go talk so the husband and the wife go outside and they talk and keisha talks to her mom she's like hey look i don't like it i don't like the situation that's going on here you know my, it's a very tense situation so i don't, I don't feel comfortable about it and so we kind of cut the scene and we kind of go back to where Jake is now back with the father. He's sitting at the table. He's eating food with them. They're talking about their day. And while, while Jim was kicking, uh, cooking breakfast all the while, the dad knows what's been going on. But I thought he was going to out him at that moment. He didn't out him. He just kind of talked to him and they just went on about their day. And so we move on to what we talk about with Emmett. You know, at one point in time, I thought they were going to try to center the show around Emmett because Emmett was uh, one of the pivotal characters in the, in the in the show early on as the guy who was always fucking up. He could never get anything right. He was having multiple babies by multiple women. He was a uh, he was freeloading. You know, he was he was he was just that guy. He he didn't he wasn't grown up because he was still living with his mom and he just didn't have the mentality of being a grown man. You know, kind of, kind of uh, one of those things where you fall, you see what you are by looking at the person who raised you. And he kind of be, see who his dad is because his dad had multiple women, but had multiple babies by multiple women. And he just kind of, you know, doing the same thing what his dad was doing. You know what I mean? So that's how he was living. But now he's kind of got it together over the last couple of seasons um, after they kind of, you know, sent a show around him, kind of, kind of get his life together. He did get the restaurant with him and Dom. He's now working a new restaurant. They're, you know, they're cooking. And but the thing is, you know, he's already, as we know, in, in season three, that him and Dumb they smash. And so now with Dumb and Tiff, his wife, his who is his now his wife, which was then his girlfriend, you know, they are now trying to, you know, Dumb and Tiff are actually kind of mingling. They're talking. They're having. They're talking about, you know, maybe starting up a side business because Tiffany, as we know, she's been hustling weed on the side. That's how she makes her money. But now she's trying to level it up and try to, you know, put it into food. So she's coming to Dumb because. Dom is the cook. She's the amazing cook that helped run the restaurant. But uh, the, the 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 part is that Emmett he's paranoid about is that he doesn't want them talking because he's gonna he thinks that that the Dom's gonna tell him or figure out or Tip's gonna figure out that him and Dom smash and that's gonna be one of those things that's gonna break up his marriage because she's already gave him let him know like hey look I'm not going for you cheating on me anymore and so he's so paranoid about it he doesn't want them talking don't want them to do any type of mingling. All the while his dad is actually over the last couple of months has been dating Dom. But his pops doesn't know that him and Dom already smashed. So with Emmett, he's kind of like in a, between a rock and a hard place. Do we, you know, he's trying to keep his business going. He's trying to keep his relationship going. But he doesn't want Dom telling any of the business that happened between him and uh, Emmett. So uh, Dom d decides to tell his tell tell pops like, hey, look, man, I just want to let you know that me and Emmett we smashed. And so she wanted to get it out, get it off her chest. So make sure that her relationship starts off in a good place with the dad, with the pops. And so he goes back and he kind of looks over at him and he's like, man, how could you do that? How can you be some, do that type of thing, man? You're going to smash dumb with your girlfriend and you marry her. And it's just all a bad situation. 
And so now we're kind of looking at, we're trying to figure out, moving on, trying to figure out what Duda, you know, Duda actually, he's not a mayor, he's running around the streets, but he's more or less moving like a, like a gangster. He's not necessarily moving like a mayor. You know, we already know that he was doing dirt and he was the big boy gangster in the, in the town, and now he's the mayor. You know, only a few know who he really truly is because he gives a perception that he's a businessman because he does own the pizza shop. But as we saw in the, the early part of the show in the preview, um, it was kind of showing us that he got shot. So we're wondering, okay, who's going to shoot Dada? We already know what's going on, what's going to happen, but we are, we want to figure out how they're going to get there. But of course, he's actually moving around the city, and he's kind of like you know moving as as a gangster, not not necessarily as a uh, as a mayor. You know, he's not in the mayor's office. He's not talking to any politicians. He's not talking to the constituents. He's not really doing anything. He's just kind of moving around the city, doing what he want to do. Hold up, hold up, hold up, man. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. This this week's sponsor is going to be Printify. Printify is a fast-growing, transparent, print-on-demand network instantly connecting merchants to major print providers, allowing them to sell custom print products that are printed, shipped directly to the customer. Use promo code DOPEVISION for 30-day free premium access. Again, use promo code DOPEVISION for 30-day premium access. When you're ready to get started, make sure you click the link in my show notes, and that's going to take you directly to the page. This is your boy, Frank Nitton. Back to the show. So as we continue to move on throughout the show, we see uh, Kevin, Gemma, and, and and Jake. They're actually trying to. They're actually going somewhere, and Jake and Kevin's like, "Hey man, we got to go hit this basketball game." So they they determine they're gonna split up between you know those two go to the basketball game. Tell Gemma they're gonna catch up with her later. They go hop on a train, and as they get on the train, they're laughing because Jake actually you know he teases uh, Kevin about telling Gemma that he loves her for the first time. He's like, "Man, do you love her?" Like, "Yeah, man, I do." You know, so he kind of teased him about that because that was his first time actually telling Gemma they loves him and as he's talking to him man you can see jake he's actually sw uh, switching clothes out he's putting on his new drip he can't go he's like man i can't go to the basketball game wearing this school outfit and kevin's like man i'm just gonna wear what i wear what i wear, what i got on he's like man no i can't be over at the game looking like this so he's throwing on his jays he put on his his clothes he's switching the clothes out and because he wants to be seen as the cool kid and so they kind of get off the train they head to the game and then one of the young guys kind of see kevin and kind of come up to kevin and kind of start talking sideways to him and of course jake has always been the guy who kind of takes up with kevin because he knows that kevin's not that type of guy he's not a confrontational type of guy and Jake, that's what he does. You know what I'm saying? He kind of ran with his brother. He kind of been out there a little bit. And so he's a more of the guy who's the tougher one out of the two. You know what I'm saying? So he actually walks up to the guy, let him know, like, look, man, you're not going to be, you know, picking on Kevin. You're not going to be standing under him sideways. You know what I'm saying? If you got some beef, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be with us, blah, 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 talking about our streets. And so he like, man, you see the police, and as you see, you can see them pan out. You can see the police are kind of standing off in the distance. And as they leave, you know, as, as Jake and Kevin decides to walk away, then the police walks up to him like, hey, I need to see your ID. He's like, man, you don't need to see no ID for me. What you need to see my ID for? You know how you know how Jake is. He's like, man, you don't need to see no ID. I don't need to show you no ID. Show you my ID for what? And then all of a sudden, you see Kevin like, man, just show me your ID, man. And then next thing you know, the police roughs him up grab him slam him to the ground you know start smashing hitting on him hitting him in the face beating him up and as the people are standing back and they're wondering like what is going on and of course it comes back to what we see about the police brutality you know we're going to have this um going to be prevalent in this season as we had you know one of those tough topics that we talked about in the last season this season is going to be you know geared around you know police brutality and how he basically treated you know the young kid out in the street doing nothing like, why did you have to take it to that stream? Of course, Maisha got it on the phone, their camera, they're, they're recording it. And at the same time, Jake is not getting in the mix. 
and uh i'm gonna say kevin's not getting into the mix while they're roughing kevin up you know what i'm saying they're not trying to break it up but we, we, that's the thing we are traumatized when we see this happening because we say this all the time what are we supposed to do what are you supposed to do when you see the police are actually you know beating somebody up are you to go intervene get shot and get killed or do you stand back and record it and just try to hopefully let this be a witness to the world what actually is happening out here in the streets you know that's the two-sided coin you know, and that's where the young kid, young Jake and, and Kevin are, you know what I mean? Jake's getting beat up, and then all of a sudden, you know, Kevin does, he, he doesn't know what to do. You know, he's like, man, this is the police. Do I go and not? Do I attack the police? Do I sit back and wait? But you're in the moment, you're in the heat of the moment, so you don't really know what's going on. For something just started off as somebody, you know, two kids kind of like, uh, busting at each other, kind of going at each other, but they're not necessarily fighting to go from that to being, you know, brutally beat up by the police officer and hospitalized. So we are, we know, you know, we've been seeing this before and this is what we see in the show. So they're touching, they're touching on this. A white officer brutally beating up uh, Jake, punching him in the face, you know, almost probably breaking his wrist, whatever the case may be, but he's really brutalizing the young kid for no apparent reason. Now they rough, they rough Jake up, throw him in the pack, back of the police car, and they drive off. And now you got Kevin, he's spiraling, he's drinking, he's smoking, he doesn't know what to do. He's replaying the whole situation that happened in his head because, you know, that's something that he's traumatized from now. You know, they, they know that police officers are out there, you know, brutally beating up kids, but you never thought it was going to be yourself. And now he doesn't know how to cope with this. You know, he's a young kid going through a lot of emotions, man. You know, you see your best friend get beat up by the police all because of something that, you know, that kind of helping you. You get the gun pulled on you. It's just a lot, man, especially with him going through what he went through in the first season with him actually shooting shooting somebody and then all of a sudden now in this season you're getting a gun pulled on you by the police or the people that are supposed to be able to protect and serve you and then you know we kind of pan on we continue to wonder like what's going on so imani and and trig that his brother you know they always they've been taking care of uh, taking care of jake and they're sitting at the table they're waiting for him because he's like hey he doesn't never miss a meal like what's going on where is he and they're just like whoa i haven't seen him all day like what's going on then all of a sudden you see trig get a phone call it's from jake let him know that he's in the hospital and trig gets to the hospital and he is like furious he's furious at whatever like whoever did that to him like they must pay they got to do it and he's just all and you see jake in the hospital all beat up he's handcuffed and he's like what is going on why is he being treated like this why is a police officer standing outside his door like the guy did nothing wrong of course like a lot of the situation where a lot of our black men are brutally beat up and killed for doing absolutely nothing you know these 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 police officers they have all they feel like they have all this power they probably have not been you know the best getting treated the best when they were coming up but now they have a badge they have they can have a gun they feel like they have power over you and and this is the thing that they're showing in the show you know they're touching they're touching bases on the things that's actually happening out in the real world which i i i kind of enjoy but at the same time you know what i mean i like to have the laughter in the show because that's where the show started from but we do have to have some realization in the show which kind of shows what's going on in the world which i understand the writers are actually pulling from so we continue to see uh duda you know he's trying to play the politician roles with his wife and he's also working with you know some of the local people because they are actually trying to get this fund this uh this new program off the ground and it's actually coming back for coming back to full circle with the young lady who was in the first season where her son kind of kicked off the whole show where her son was actually killed where chris her son was actually killed and now he's actually trying to work with her to get a program off the off the ground but we kind of see they have some kind of sexual you know tension they kind of have those little eyes at each other you can kind of tell when somebody's vibing and kind of feeling one another but he's married of course and he's walking with his wife and they're kind of having a, a good time at the dinner and now he's going to be there he's going to figure out that you can get the call 
and let her know that Jake's been put in the hospital. Okay, we cut to the next scene where we're going, we're going back to Emmett. You know, Emmett, <laughs> it's just always funny to see Emmett kind of get paranoid and get shook. So he's gonna have a, they're gonna have a movie night with him, his pops, his wife, and Dom. They're all there and because Dom and Tiff, they, like I said, they're trying to work up the concoction with putting the weed in the food. You know, she's trying to level up her business, but at the same time, they're gonna have movie night. And of course, the movie that they're watching, they're, they're gonna watch Soul Food. And his dad comes in with the VCR and they're like, what are you doing? Like, man, I wanna, I like watching on VCR. I'm old school like this. And to see him come in with a full VCR up on his arm with the VCR tape is like the funniest thing ever. Like, you know, just to see somebody with a VCR is so old school, so throwback because, man, when's the last time somebody showed a, 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 a video on you know, on on a, a VCR. It just you just don't see that anymore because everything is streamed. Everything is we don't even use DVDs anymore. You know everything is streamed. Netflix and Hulu, Amazon, those type of things are available. But he's still old school because he's an old head. They watching Soul Food and of course they're eating the food that has been, been been sprinkled with a little weed in it. So they're actually you know enjoying themselves and they're laughing. But at the same time, you know uh, Emmett is just so paranoid because there's a scene in Soul Food when they get caught up with the cheating with a guy get caught cheating and he think that's all about him that's all he can think about himself he can think about himself that he's gonna get caught meanwhile dom's not sweating it she doesn't even care about it but i feel some kind of way like how dom gonna be kicking it with this man wife knowing she smashed him and he's like all paranoid that it's gonna come out and he's gonna lose everything but i believe he's gonna actually eventually he's gonna tell him this up because that's the only way you gotta get you gotta get that off your chest man you can't just be running around with that on your chest for the longest man at some point he's gonna have to break down and let let tiff know you know what i mean let him know like hey, hey look me and dom we smashed you know mean anything it was before we got married but you know he he just can't get it out man he's gonna continue to be paranoid going each and every day while him and Tiff, while Tiff and, and Dom are getting closer, especially with they're thinking about, you know, kicking off this business and running this, running this new business with the side with her cooking the weed and putting it in the food and serving it to people and, and moving, moving, moving the weed that way. So he's going to be all kind of paranoid until he kind of get this out in the front street. So we're moving back to the hospital where Trig and Jake and Duda is not there. And Trig is really upset and he's looking at him like, what are you going to do? You're the mayor. Like, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do for him? What can you do? You're the mayor. You can't do anything. Why is you letting this happen? What are you going to do to the guy who did this to him? And Duda's like, look, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to do this. You know, but but you being the mayor, what can you really do? You know what I mean? What are you going to do? You're going to suspend the guy? You're going to beat him up? Like, what are you going to do, Duda? Like, he's like, he's pressuring him. Like, he's putting pressure on him to make something happen. And with him being the mayor, he should be able to go in there and really lay down the law because this happened close to home. And like I say, this has to happen. Like, you know, it's a sad situation where in real life where, you know, these things that happen to black guys or, you know, are kings that's happened all across this country and it's not happening to the white community where you know we see them are being shot and killed on tv or putting a putting a knee on somebody's neck on tv we don't see that happening and so this is what you know something like this is has to happen to somebody close that's in office you know it's, it's sad to say but that's the only way it's going to really be able to put real pressure on people to make some real change when it really happens to the people who are in power some of their can't one of their kin folks it happens to them directly you know because if it just happens to somebody on the street yeah we're going to go out we're going to protest we're going to be upset about it and things are going to move on and they're not going to make you know any significant change 
you know what I mean? Like they should be making changes, not to be not to be protecting us. Like, you know, all these laws have been put into place recently over like for the Asian community, these different types of communities are getting some, you know, some type of support from the from the White House. And we're not getting support for our black community. Nothing has any bills that are seeing anything with black with black with the black agenda on it. You know, but that's just off a tangent with it. But like I said, man, we we're gonna we're gonna swing back and we're gonna get back to talking about the show. But now we're back to we're seeing Kevin as he continue to kind of go through these range of emotions that you know what he went through today you know he's, he's seeing his boy get beat up by the police he's seeing the guns get drawn on him you know what i mean just going through that all by yourself man and and then his sister walks in keisha's like hey man what's going on you have to talk about these things and and she kind of opens up about you know how she felt when she came back home and the, and the emotions that she went through and how she wanted to wall herself off and telling him not to do those type of things so she's trying to encourage him that hey look you might not want to go to therapy you might but you need to talk to somebody you can't continue to bottle this stuff up and she's trying to let him know like hey it's okay to talk to somebody you might not want to do it right now but you need to do it at some point because these things could really eat you up from the inside and she's just letting know because she's coming out of a traumatic thing that happened to her in her life and she's trying to relate it to him to kind of say hey look man what you want to have to do you have to get it off your chest you have to talk to somebody and you have to be able to move on and move past it otherwise it's going to eat you up and that kind of make, kind of gives him the the strength to try to go out and he's going to be a better person uh once he starts talking to somebody because you can't actually you know go through something that traumatic and then not talk to anybody about it and not let them know how you feel because you have to get those feelings out man especially at that young age man you'll be forever traumatized by those situations which a lot of us are so keisha hears a knock at the door and she goes to the door and it's, it's the young lady who was trying to adopt her daughter you know adopt her baby you know man she sees the lady who's you know playing the character tabitha brown she comes over she comes with the peace offering peace offering and she kind of sent her let her know like hey look i'm sorry for what happened to us earlier I just want to be totally honest with you. You know, me and my husband, we're not together. He basically came over. She wants to tell him the truth. He basically came over and kind of pretended that they were still together just so that she could be able to go through with the doctrine because she said she's been through this process uh, uh, multiple times and she hasn't been able to be in, get any successful adoption landed for her. And so she didn't want to, you know, just go uh, through with the adoption and have the baby be with her just for her selfish reasons. So she wanted to let Keisha know about that honestly before and let her be on let it be her decision before she actually make because she really wants the baby and she's letting her know like hey look i really want the baby but this is our this is my situation i want to be totally up front up front with you and i kind of respect her for that and i think keisha respects her for that but she did make it clear that you know she wants the baby to be in a two-parent household and not coming from a divorce uh uh parents because that's what the woman and her husband are actually going through. They're actually going through divorce. He wasn't there. He wasn't in the house. He just kind of came over for, for the the consultation that they were having with one another. And so now we see, you know, Jake and um, Kevin. You know, Kevin finally makes his trip over to the hospital to try to go see Jake because, like I said, he's been going with through those range of emotions. And and like I said, man, and Jake's kind of, you know, he's all kind of wired up right now too. They both kind of have some tension between us. And and Jake's like, man, why didn't you do anything? You know, why aren't you helping? It's not like this is a street fight. It's the police, man. Like, as a kid, you don't know. you like, if you jump in there, then he gets shot and killed. Then you got another young black man, you know, black boy killed before he actually got to see himself become the king that he should be. And as he get ready to leave, Papa, of course, you know, he he pops in, let him know, like, man, everything's going to be all right, man. I got everything. We we boys, man. This is what we do. And this, uh, that's Papa, man. Papa always comes through and he steals the scene. I always say, man, Papa needs to get more scenes. He needs to get more screen time. He needs to be more on the camera because whatever scene he's in, he makes it pop. 
I really like him. I really think he should get more, you know, screen time because he's the he's the guy that kind of brings the laughter to the show and a nice energy and a nice vibe whenever he's on the scene, whenever he's on the screen. Man, shout out to Squarespace. I use them every single day for my website, for my photography. So I wouldn't I wouldn't promote anything that I wouldn't do myself. Squarespace is trusted by the world's best because it empowers people with creative ideas to succeed. From websites and online stores to marketing tools, analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence. Squarespace is the leader in the website design. Stand out online with a professional website, online store, or portfolio. With Squarespace, you can turn any idea into a reality. Choose from award-winning templates, customize the design to fit your personal styles and professional needs, drag and drop images onto your site, and easily move, add, and delete pages. Easily change font colors and page configuration, present your work with professional portfolio designs, display projects in customizable galleries, and password protected pages to share private works with clients. Get 24 7 help from the Squarespace customer service support team, unlimited hosting, top of the line security, and an enterprise grade infrastructure. Squarespace is the best place to start an e commerce brand and grow. Whether you're just getting started or already selling products, Squarespace has everything you need to power your store and grow your business. Your customers can manage their cart and check out easily without leaving the store. Accept payments with Stripe, PayPal, Apple Pay, and Square. Manage local tax rates and shipping costs. Squarespace has marketing tools to help you grow your business and your audience. Drive traffic to your website and measure your success with powerful marketing and analytical tools. Squarespace has integration with all the leading social platforms so you keep customers up to date with the latest from your website and even buy products directly from Instagram. Highlight important announcements like seasonal sales or holiday hours with intuitive banners and promotions. Analyze and optimize with Squarespace analytics. From a single interface, get insight into your visitors and their behavior through visual reports covering statistics like page views, conversions, popular content, and more. Squarespace has transparent and affordable domain purchasing, upfront pricing, no hidden fees. If you're not ready to create a website, don't worry. When you register your domain with Squarespace, Squarespace sets up a beautiful spam-free holding page while you finalize your vision. When you're ready to create your beautiful website to promote your business, don't forget about Squarespace and to support the Doe Vision Experience podcast and my YouTube channel. You'll first need to click my link in the show notes, save 10% off your subscription of your website, and use my promo code PARTNER10 at checkout. Make sure you use the link in my show notes and put that PARTNER10 in. It's very important. If you're looking to kick off your business and you want to sell merch, if you want to sell t-shirts, hat, cups, or whatever the case may be, and you're not quite sure where to start or how much inventory to, to stash at your house, man, I got a great idea for you. Instead of doing all that, let's try something different. Let's try a print-on-demand company. If you're really down for that, man, check out Printful. It's a print-on-demand company that makes things a lot easier for you. It handles all your shipping, handles all your returns. All you have to do is upload your design, pick out the price that you want, and away you go with your marketing. Again, if you're looking for something that's different, do print-on-demand instead of having to stash all those t-shirts and all the inventory at your house if this sounds awesome you man click the link in my show notes set up the store and let me know how it goes now let's get back to the show and as the show beginning to start to wind down you know of course trig he's still you know really upset about what happened to a what happened to his brother so he's looking out for the guy and so him and the money they see they, they got a, tra a playing trap because they know that he's been running it he's been jogging at nighttime and so he's go with the mask on he money lets him know that the guy comes down the road he's coming up on, under the train track and all of a sudden you know trig jumps out there and put that thing on him and he beat him up he let him know you know what i'm saying let him know like you can't be out here handling these things doing these doing our boys like this and don't think nothing gonna happen to you so you know trig you know he all about that action got at him beat him up that's the end of the show 
So, man, I really hope you guys enjoy it, man. I hope you guys um, watch the show as well. I would love to hear your thoughts and your and, and your opinions about the show and where you think the show is headed. Man, I just, I'm, I'm excited about this show. You know, this has been a show that, you know, I've been watching since season one. We're now at season four. Man, I honestly, I don't know how much longer they're going to go with the show because, like I said, those two main characters, they were, they were really a big part of the show. And they did the last season with it, which wasn't my favorite season, but now that was season four. So I hope things can kind of get better. I hope they get another, I hope they get a season five but i don't know man they haven't announced anything yet because of the season just kicked off but man i hope they get another season because i would like to see more of it i'd like to see the growth of the guys and a little bit more uh, of them and the kids and see how they're gonna propel and how they're gonna continue to go through high school and their relationships and moving throughout their neighborhoods and their communities there in, in chicago so man I really appreciate you guys listening. Continue to rock with your boy. There's going to be my mini series that come through, you know, week in and week out on these recaps, man. If you would like to jump in on these recaps, please let me know. I would love to tap in with you. Like I say, each and every week, man, it's collaboration over competition. You know the vibes. This your boy, Frank Needed from The Sip. Until next time, I'm out. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full-length video from this episode, please visit dovision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at dovisionsf. Also, send me an email of someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at dovisionsf at gmail.com. Also, please join the Dovision Club at patreon.com forward slash dovision for early access to the content and some of the behind-the-scenes look of some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, collaboration over competition. Until next time, this your boy Frank Nitty, and I'm out. <laughs>